1: This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, listeners. It is great to be back. We are stopping by during our summer break to give you another fun and fabulous episode.
2: Tara may seem um, just a little bit stilted with this one because I have been put in charge of all the information. Well, you put
1: yourself (laughs) in charge. Don't make it sound like I decided that. Yes. Well,
2: I'm just saying I took it upon myself. Yes. Yes. To kind of, this is one, a part of it comes from, and you haven't heard this yet, but we had a little bit of a snafu with a, I'm gonna surprise Tara with a mini tale where it turned out to be a very, very bad movie. So I feel like I'm still apologizing and trying to make up it's for totally making fine. you watch fine, It's totally but fine. we are doing number two in our in-betweener bracket, mm. Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Now, yes. you like Batman.
1: Do I love Batman? I want to
2: talk about your history just with Batman. Like, what's your favorite Batman?
1: Oh, that's hard. Well, I, I kind of know where I lean, but I grew up my my grandparents watching Adam West Batman,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: I like knew of that. And like, I as a kid, I can remember always liking like the bam and the pow, and like when they fought, I loved the mm-hmm. fight scenes in Adam West Batman. But I would say probably Tim Burton's are my favorite because I have so much nostalgia to them cuz that's the ones I I grew up in. Batman Returns, I love Catwoman, I love Penguin. Like I love 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 that movie. So I feel like for me that's Michael Keaton Batman. Yes. So I feel like for me I connect to Michael Keaton a lot. I also love Christopher Nolan's mm-hmm. Batman's in a different way. So I guess you could say I like the darker Batmans versus the goofier or the like more lighthearted Versions of Batman.
2: I love every version. I mean, I, I'm- I George co-
1: Clooney? You like that? Oh, I okay, actually, <laughs> when I was when I was um, a kid, I really enjoyed that Batman, but I've not watched them as an adult, and I just listened to a, how did this get made with the one with Mr. Freeze, and I'm yes. like, oh, this sounds like this is really I bad.
2: S- I saw that one in theaters, and I have a very distinct memory of it because our audio was weird. Mm. So it was like not every-
1: like every other word or something? No, it was
2: like not every speaker was working. So oh. we could mostly hear what everyone was saying, but at the same time, like- There were moments. there. W- if if the dialogue was in the front speakers, you had to like really listen for it. Mm-hmm. And boy, did you, it was a very complex movie, so you had to make sure you're keeping up with the plot. Yeah. Um, but I remember going out to go to the bathroom at one point, and I was hearing, I just remember very distinctly, I was, so I came out like, so I was like, probably mid or late high school when that came out, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was 97. Anyway, Um, and I remember an older high schooler or like a young college person who's working there talking to a friend who goes, I don't care if the sound's not working. Unless velociraptors come out of the screen and attack them, that's the only reason they should get their money back. And I remember that very specifically oh, wow. being like, what a dork. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: give me a break.
2: It was, I think, because I think it was the same, came out the same year as Lost World. Mm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. so, like, that was like the big thing where I was like, what? I, I will never forget this dork for the rest of my life. He's yeah. forgotten that he said it. Like, he's gone oh, yes, on, you gone know, on whatever. to do
1: other things. But yeah, so I would say for me, um, but. Okay, I would say I like Michael Keaton's Batman better than... Who's Batman in the Christopher
2: Nolan? Christian Bale.
1: I would say if I had to pick a Batman, I like Michael Keaton over Christian Bale. Joker, I'm obsessed with... Oh, yeah, I love that one. That's Tim Burton, That's too. Tim Burton. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. I'm obsessed with Jack Nicholson's Joker, but... It's a hard toss-up for me when I compare Heath Ledger and Jack. again two very different interpretations of Joker. So I'm going to. But a, I would I would say that that's probably that's my Batman.
2: I'm going to make a bold claim and say you're about to watch a movie with what people I think are strong contenders to beat out every Batman and every Joker. Really? Because we've got Kevin Conroy doing the voice of. Uh, Batman in this and Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. Yes, doing I knew the voice that. Of, I know he's the
1: voice of Joker, and I've actually heard him voice Joker, so I am very excited for that. Is he a dark Batman? Would you say?
2: One of the things that's really cool. So let me. You know, I had some some notes, but we'll dive right in. This came off of. This was. Uh, one they pitched. What year? Uh, 1992 is when the show started. Because okay. this is just basically- I feel like I've
1: seen the show. Yeah.
2: Show was on like after school. So if you're watching Tiny Toons, like after Tiny Toons came-
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't a, like a watch all the time, but I feel right. like I remember seeing it.
2: I mean, y- you probably like absorbed some yeah, of it. Yeah. I definitely watched Tiny Toons Now, I know for a, a fact you've watched- Uh, christmas with the joker because i will make you make not well i will put it on during christmas Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i remember putting it on it again i was like i put these things on and the first time we watch them i'm like i hope she'll like them and i remember you really liking it
1: yes i liked christmas with joker yeah
2: um so it started in 92 so it was in development while tim burton's batman was going and it's not based off tim burton's batman but it is kind of piggybacking off of a lot of the things you see in in Tim Burton. So the backgrounds are very gothic. Mm -mm. Um, He's kind of...
1: I I like that Gotham too. I like Tim Burton. One of the
2: things they did when they did this cartoon is they drew backgrounds. They drew storyboards and backgrounds on black paper instead of white paper. Oh, cool. And then used white I would imagine. No, they... I mean, they used white pencils and That's stuff, but the saying. idea is they're drawing the lights and the buildings and not the buildings and not themselves. the buildings so themselves. They, so they're like, cool. it was hard because we were kind of trying to like draw things backwards, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was to give it that dark thing. They did a. Have you
1: ever done? Um, I did it in like a, an art class a long time ago, but it's like that sketching. Um, it's like black, but underneath it is white, and you like scrape away, and so you draw. It's no, like a similar idea. Yeah, I I've done. I used to like doing that kind I of I wasn't
2: stuff. in a ton of art classes because I don't think my parents saw the, the the purpose in it.
1: Oh yeah, this was a like outside of school thing Jeremy <laughs> okay, and I yeah, did. Yeah. It, w- w- it was like a group of kids and she was an art teacher who like did art classes on the side.
2: I take that back. I did a few art classes growing up. I just don't think I was ever, I'm not very artistic. I'm like-
1: I disagree with that, but-
2: Oh, with I don't think I'm like, I can draw things very well. Mm. That's what I mean. And okay. maybe some of that is I didn't do it. But anyway- Um, so yeah, so it, it's a show that like they wanted to take the show. It's not directly take, it's not directly a sequel to Tim Burton stuff, but like they called Joker Jack Napier, which is something just specifically, I think from the Tim Burton cartoons and Mm -hmm. the idea that he was this criminal that killed Batman's parents. I don't know if he killed Batman's parents in the cartoon, but he is Jack Napier. So he's like kind of the jack nicholson version but he doesn't really act like the jack nicholson version Mm -hmm. like he acts like the joker which i think is why he's a better joker than jack nicholson it's a wonderful jack nicholson performance and i love it it's one of my favorite things about that batman but Mm -hmm. i think it's like that's clearly jack nicholson yeah this is the joker and you forget it's mark hamill um they did stuff like that it was a very you know it was it was dark but i wouldn't say it was like like there's still like cartooniness in it. Like they have like the scarecrow and the, like that was the big thing is they brought back a bunch of villains that no one had really thought about. Like you had the ones that were like the goofballs from the 1966. Well, they took some that they hadn't used in the 1966. They also took the 1966 ones and made them like the Riddler was still flamboyant, but he wasn't like a goofball. Mr. Freeze though. Mr. Freeze, you know, today, not the one from Batman and Robin is based off like the kind of like dark brooding, Flawed hero who's trying to his wife has a disease and he's trying to cure his wife's disease Mm -hmm. and she's in a coma. Like, that's from this. Oh, like the Harley Quinn was not a character in the comics, she was created for Batman. Mm. And so, now whenever you see like Birds of Prey or Suicide Squad, it's It's always like Harley Quinn. Created by Paul Denny and Bruce Tim. Oh, interesting. Bruce Tim is the like executive producer, head animator. All of his style is put into these characters. So they get
1: credit still. Do you think they yeah. still get royalties and
2: things? Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes Paul Denny, I think that's how you say his name. Like he does a lot of comic book writing. He's written for movies, mostly animated movies and stuff. He actually did some rewrites on Maleficent. Apparently, mm. he was the crea- He's the big creator of Harley Quinn. Like Bruce Tim was like you know, like directing the whole thing. So I think he gets credit yeah. too, but Paul Denny will like wrote her episodes and started, she, st- she went from becoming like, she's in the background of Joker episodes to like, mm-hmm. there's a really great episode where the, where Joker like treats her badly and, sh- and like kicks her out. And she goes and starts teaming up with Poison Ivy and they start like driving around Gotham. And like mm. there's-, <laughs> there's a great scene where like, they're driving and these two these this car full of boys pulls over and like, "Hey ladies." They start doing all that and and Poison Ivy's like, "Didn't your mother ever teach you to have better manners?" And they're like, "Why don't you why don't you spank us?" And then Harley Quinn goes, "Yeah, and here's the paddle." And pulls out a bazooka. Oh, that's <laughs> and it's like one of those ones where it's like this is great. Like, yeah. so it's this whole thing about like there's a thing about like the Joker comes back and is Harley in his abusive relationship and like all these things have stemmed off from that episode in the comics whatever like in the comics Harley Quinn is bisexual and like dates probably an so Ivy, like they, as well as the Joker. So
1: they added Harley Quinn after she was so popular in this, they yes, added her to the comics. And so did they draw her for the comics as well, or no?
2: I think they started out having comics that were like based they have like the Batman adventure comics which were like in this universe. I see. And then they started just bringing her into the normal universe. And then, it universe, and then it. like okay. I mean, this has been since this is ninety two, so this has been you know she's had 30 years of existence so mm-hmm. there's all this changes to Got her and it. she's uh, you know immensely popular very quickly but there's a lot of other like batman bad guys that had just disappeared that they brought back like man bat was a big one in the show who was like basically a werewolf bat and things mm. like that and it was you know there was long it was it was it was uh episodic but it was also a little bit there'd be things that were serialized like, like through you, lines yeah like they start off and there's harvey dent and then eventually harvey dent in the cartoon becomes 2 Face. it was things like mm-hmm. that it was oh, a great i cartoon. love christopher nolan's harvey dent <laughs> well so this one was um voiced by this one i think the whole thing about harvey having like two in this one he's got a split personality before he
1: Oh, before he changes. Which
2: I guess they took out of the Christopher Nolan version, mm-hmm. but I think they did a good job too. Um, uh, so
1: my question is, mm-hmm. so is an episodic show, when did the show come out?
2: 92. And, and then it,
1: the movie also came out in 92?
2: Well, hold on. So the, the show was out in 92 and it went till about 95, at which point- they started doing other shows. They did a Superman show based in the same universe. They brought mm-hmm. back Batman for something called the new Super, the new Batman Adventures, which they kind of redesigned a little bit of the characters, but not a ton. They, but there's this like all these DC D, like there's been one that came out in the last five years that was based off this universe and the same drawings, this kind of like sharp angled but still like human proportioned. Mm-hmm. Characters, the Justice League we watch—that's the that Christmas Christmas, one. That's an offshoot of this. I see. He started doing Justice League. He also started making up some of his own. There was a show called Static Shock, which is like huge with like uh, black youth that grew up in the '90s. It was a character completely made up—a an African American uh, guy who could like shoot. sparks and like ride around on discs and he's in the comic now like he's been in the justice league in the comics and stuff like that and they brought in like specific like african-american um uh heroes to like be to guest on like green lantern green lantern in that universe is primarily the john stewart version who's black
1: so i'm super curious and i don't know that you have the answer to this Mm -hmm. about like the copyright of Batman and like they own these characters for this universe, but then when it merges with the comics, th- are they also doing well? DC the work is in owned that? by
2: Warner Brothers,
1: so everything that happens happens under the Warner, Warner Brothers umbrella. Yeah, like they're all kind of together, I see, and okay. There's
2: probably marketing stuff. I mean, now it is, so they'll do, other- yeah. I'm
1: interested in the 90s, how because I'm sure it wasn't as crystal clear. Well,
2: WB definitely owned those characters for a lot of things in the 90s. I remember like that's why they had you know, the Batman, all, all the all Oh, the, the Batman Flags ride and stuff at Six were, Flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, oh, in, that makes in sense. In the same places you saw Bugs Bunny and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, So in 93, so they make a movie version where which is, I think, it, uh, they've said they've made, it's a little darker than the cartoon. I think it's PG.
1: What we're about to watch. What we're about to watch okay. which is The
2: Mask of the Phantasm which is a completely new story with some completely new characters, some of which have seen been seen, you know, haven't taken off like Harley Quinn and stuff, but mm-hmm. like, you know, came out. Um, it was in '93, which is a big year for uh, Terra. It is the th- top three <laughs> highest-grossing movies in reverse order are The Fugitive, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Jurassic Park. Oh
1: my gosh, this is literally <laughs> my childhood right so, there.
2: I don't think it didn't make the no, it didn't make the top ten. I I, I remember this movie kind of having like a. Did similar, it win any awards or anything? I don't think so. Um, I think a lot of people I can look just that went. Up while you're it's it's. Well, I don't want you. There's there. There might be some oh. mystery to this movie. Okay, okay. Ahead, um, so it was in ninety. Uh, that's interesting. Mask of the Phantasm was nominated for an Annie Award in the category of best animated feature, but lost to Lion King. Didn't Lion King come out in ninety five or ninety four? Maybe this came. That's interesting because it said it came out in ninety three. So I I think because this movie was essentially people who went, oh, it's just a long episode of the T V cartoon, like I think there was yeah. you know, kind of some dismissal of it. I know amongst our group of friends and people I talk to, like, you know, people my age are always like, oh that movie's great. I didn't see it in theaters. I watched it afterwards. I remember really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, like I said, Kevin Conroy as Batman, Mark Hamill yeah. as the as the Joker, and Dana Delaney as Audrey, what is her name in this? Audrey, uh, and Andrea Beaumont, who is mm. uh, a, a completely new character for this. Dana Delaney from Tombstone, um, who would then go on to actually voice Lois Lane in the Superman wow. cartoon. like, uh, And continues to voice Lois yeah. Lane a lot to Oh, this day. interesting.
1: I looked, it is 93, so you were right. I mm-hmm. just double-checked since that other fact we were reading was a little... Confusing, and then it also it looked like it got around an eighty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah,
2: so it's 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 pretty well, I, you know, it's not Iron Giant. Yeah, uh, revered, but I think it's a really fun movie. And I remember, I remember one scene very specifically. And when we get to it, I'll point it out. Um, another thing I kind of want to point out, just because I, I find this. What's interesting. What's your favorite
1: Batman? I know I'm I'm all over the place. I really but...
2: like. There's a lot of things I really like about Kevin Conroy's depiction of this Batman. He's one of the first Batman to to have two distinct voices for bruce wayne and mm, batman yeah i will it's say that interesting because when it's bruce Wayne, he's like hey guys how's it like like oh wow harvey that's a you got to be careful like and he's mm-hmm. real like this but when he's batman he talks like this but yeah. then when he's bruce wayne like
1: i forgot about will arnett's batman i love will arnett's, <laughs> will arnett's batman, batman, Lego voice. batman. <laughs> but when he's
2: when he's um thank you for thinking of that from my wonderful batman voice uh but when he's like in the bat cave with his hood off or someone who knows he's Batman, he'll still talk like Batman mm. as Bruce Wayne, which I think yeah. is a cool, like. And, and he thinks about it, like they've done interviews with Kevin Conroy where he's like, they need to be two distinctive things because Bruce Wayne is like this this thing he's putting on, like they did in the, in the Christopher Nolan one. Yeah. Where, but he's not like a drunk idiot. In this one, he's just kind of like a well-meaning, nice guy, but he's, yeah. he seems kind of meek. Mm-hmm. Um. It's also interesting just, Kind of re examine this. This, mo- all of these episodes are on HBO Max, and I've been kind of watching a lot of them lately, like in the background. Um, Kevin Connery, I don't know if he's recently come out or like it's just kind of become public public knowledge that he's a gay man. Mm-hmm. And it's just, he, I know recently he wrote for like DC will do like DC Pride and they'll let all these uh queer uh writers and artists do characters and he wrote one that was called finding Batman and it was about his journey. I haven't read it, but it's, 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 it's a little addition to a comic he did. So it's kind of like people have been discovering it recently. Got it. Um, and I think that's interesting going into his whole, like, I have this persona in real life and I have this one, you know, coming up as a gay man in the 90s. I don't know how, like, again, I don't know how closeted he was. I don't know any of that sort of thing. Yeah. But it's a, I, just an interesting thing to think of uh, 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 doing this. The other thing I remember about the voice work is anything watching Mark Hamill. Like, Mark Hamill kind of revolutionary rev- revolutionizes voice work with this character because he starts saying, like, I just remember very distinctly him going like I can do whatever I want and like they won't you know, no director's gonna be like too over the top, just as long as the voice does what it needs to. Yeah. And he goes, I would watch these playbacks of me where he's like, I'm pulling my hair and being like, and like doing mm-hmm. like this Joker voice and he's like, I, I could never do this on a set. Anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um but he i i he's so into this and he talks about it, he's like I, I took a look at the character i thought he's got so much teeth in him mm-hmm. like and that's and him doing his voice is such a specific voice in the new Batman video games they brought back Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill to do the voices in those oh, like that's he, cool. they keep bringing them back and i don't think I, I think I, you know, there's no better to me Batman or Joker voice actor for this character. I insist, you know, it's hard to say because Michael Keaton is Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton does that Batman. There's directing, there's other stuff that's in there, but primarily it's Michael Keaton's performance. Yes, this is you're looking at the animators, you're Mm -hmm. looking at like it's more of a
1: team. Well, not to say that the other isn't a team effort, but in a different way. Yes, yes,
2: yes. So the Phantasm, who's in this, is a very also a new character he uh like looks like the grim reaper they did a lot of stuff with him it's it's kind of interesting watching all the different like trying to come up with what he looked like i like his final design i don't really want to say more because like i kind of want you to experience like this the, the way it is but mm-hmm. i mean that's pretty much all i've got i think now it's time time to jump in but i mean unless you got any other questions or you want to just say like who's your favorite batman villain like i'm not it can't be jack nicholson's joker but also like
1: I love the Joker, like in all in most renditions of the Joker. I just, I love, mm-hmm. I love the Joker. I think um, Catwoman is probably a close second. Also, Eartha Kitts' Catwoman is great. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I, I love showing I you Eartha Kitts' Michelle-
2: Catwoman and you being like, this is wonderful.
1: Yeah, I love Michelle Pfeiffer, though, too. Oh, and she's I mean, that's, great. Yeah, so for me, I think those are probably the two big villains for me, although... Well, being older, I like Harvey Dent. I, I'm interested mm-hmm. in Harvey Dent's story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Freeze, I only know the Arnold Schwarzenegger Mr. Freeze, so I don't know if he's in this movie.
2: No, the only, it's Phantasm and Joker. Okay, and so I will say that it was one okay. thing that kept me from watching this because I always like like the weirdo villains. Like My favorite villain is probably the Riddler.
1: Oh, well, again, I only have Jim Carrey for my Riddler.
2: I like, uh, oh, what is his name? The guy from Just the because it's the only one I know. I haven't seen the new Batman because it was so like, the thing I like about the Riddler is him kind of being flamboyant. This new one, he's like a serial killer. And I think that's an interesting take on this character, but it's also one that I'm like, okay, I'll, all I need to hear is the take and I feel like I've satisfied. I'll watch the new Batman eventually. Yeah. Um, the new one, the Riddler's essentially like the Zodiac killer. Oh. Which I think is an interesting huh. take, but I'm the one like- one with Ben Affleck? No, 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 the one with uh, Robert Pattinson, the one that's like three hours. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's so, why I
1: was like, I didn't think you had any interest in the Ben Affleck Batman.
2: Uh I mean, he was okay, like, I, you know. Yeah. But now we have so many, Bat- there's like a glut of Batman, but mm-hmm, like, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like you can pick and choose whatever you want. But I, <laughs> one character I love that I will say that doesn't get enough play is this character called Killer Moth, and he has the weirdest outfit. His whole thing is he's essentially like, The criminal world's Batman, or that's what he was supposed to be. And then I think they kept making him dorkier and dorkier. Yeah. But he's like got like a gas gun and like all this stuff. And anytime I see Killer Moth in here, I'm like, Killer Moth! Like, Mm -hmm. I get real excited. But he just basically has like a flight suit and like a mask. Yeah. (laughs) He's He's just a dork. But I love this whole idea. He's like, I'm the underworld's version of Batman. And also, since Killer Moth, there's been. 12 other characters going like i'm the underworld's version of batman but the killer moth has like it's like purple and green stripes so there's no like like batman is black and batman has this very iconic look because it does instill fear and Mm -hmm. all this. But killer moth is just like i'm you but for the underworld i'm like no you're not you look like an idiot like i just love this character and i and i and i love that like i don't think killer moth got brought in this show but he shows up every once in a while but like I just love all the beat like when we saw the Suicide Squad and there was the Polka Dot Man. That's mm-hmm. an old Batman villain. Like yeah. they're, they're villains that are like he's the Polka Dot Man. He throws polka dots. It's like this is ridiculous. I yeah. love bad Batman villains. So like mm-hmm. when it was like Joker and this new character, I was like, eh. So I think that's kind of why I passed on it. Also, I don't think so. Like, you've not seen this. I've seen it before. I've seen oh. I didn't I didn't see it in theaters. I see. I see. Also because. It was an uphill battle for any like animated movie to get my mom to see. We've talked about yeah. like how like she watched it. I was like no. So this mm-hmm. was like this I was I those. was also twelve at this point. So yeah. I'm sure I was like very close, to, a few years away from them just dropping me off at the theaters anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think it's time. And this, I believe, did have a clamshell and was on VHS. Ooh. So because it was ninety three. So let's take the uh, VHS out of the clamshell and stick it in the VCR. We'll
1: see you on the other side, listeners.
2: It's on HBO Max, by the way, if you want to watch this. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Hello, listeners. We are back.
2: What did you think?
1: I really liked it. Okay. Could you not tell?
2: You were. I mean, here's the the arc of the movie. Like, this is a movie that, like, halfway through, I think is it, it's a little long. It. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is number one, I think I would more like to pick out a few episodes for you to watch. Just kind of there's one. There's a couple that are here. So one is. There's a there's a Batman episode called The Joker's Favor, which I think is the best Joker story ever. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite thing. I think it got nominated for some stuff. Um, and there's things like that. This this does. I think it's people who are used to doing like a tighter story, and this. It's kind of just a Batman love story for the first half. It picks up when the Joker shows up.
1: Yes, I agree. And
2: it definitely picks up again near the end where the twist, the, the mysteries are solved. the mystery, I didn't know. Um, a couple of mysteries, I think. Yeah, and also so,
1: we get a lot of, we'll go into it here in a few minutes, but we get a lot of his backstory on how he figures out how he needs the type of Batman he needs to be.
2: So I was actually looking up some stuff while we were watching it. And first of all, um, I was talking about one of my favorite Batman comics is Batman Year One, which is all about his first year as Batman mm-hmm. and him doing, and a lot. apparently a lot of that was to put into this when he's running around in the burglar suit. Like that's directly from Batman Year One. But it's also a lot of stuff from something, a, a comic called Batman Year Two, which I haven't read, which directly has a character called the Reaper Mm. Who goes after some mob bosses? Now I don't so know. So
1: similar to yes,
2: this apparently takes a lot from it. Now, to, um, the phantasm. Phantasm. You keep forgetting. Now the phantasm. is. I
1: keep calling phantasm. The Phasma, Phasma or
2: the phanto. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm just not getting it right.
2: Um, but that character is much better designed than the Reaper. The Reaper. I'll I'll put up a picture of the Reaper. The Reaper mm. like looks very like it's got just a skull and then like a red kind of like. Armor and then like its hands are just too like it doesn't it doesn't look well designed it wouldn't yeah. have worked in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad you liked it.
1: I did. I really liked it. I, I can tell understand. you liking it
2: more and more as it went. Yes. Because, yes, there's a well, big love story in this one.
1: There's a big love story, which I liked. I liked the love story. I liked the bit with Joker. But there's a big bit in the beginning and not the flashbacks. I liked the flashbacks because that's new. We mm-hmm. don't know a lot about how Batman figures out to be Batman, right? Yeah, I think
2: I said they didn't really discuss it in the so comics. So I, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Not in the comics, though, in the, the
1: cartoon. Mo- or in, in, in a lot of the movies movie series he's just batman
2: yeah i mean they do a little bit i think they do it in batman begins which is also based off of yeah but he's also like
1: a much younger kid yes they like and is that origin to the comic he loses his parents when he's young or is that a vague area
2: here's the thing with the comics is the comics it was like 1930s and it's like my parents are died. I must avenge them. A bat and a bat flies through his house, and then it's like, and then he's doing it. Like it's like you know. That, well, that's it's a I'm story saying. that Yeah, goes we get on, to so.
1: see, in this we get to mm-hmm. see all the him working out, doing it. I yeah, guess. Um, I
2: think you should read Batman Year One. It's it's very thin. It's like I four would, episodes, yeah, and it's very mostly from Jim Gordon's point of view. Oh, that's cool. So it's it's yeah.
1: It's, I I like that story because I feel like that story hasn't been told a lot. So mm-hmm. that's it. that was exciting for me. What I will say is all the stuff with the mobsters, I understand that they're trying to introduce you to these characters and they all connect in some way, shape or form and you find out bits and pieces as it goes on. I feel like there's some way that could have gotten trimmed and I don't know Mm -hmm. necessarily how because I understand the story they were trying to tell to like introduce you to these characters to then understand how they connect to then understand the twist when it comes about later. I just feel like that all took a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And that's I think where it was a little slow for me. But overall, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, So to go into the plot, I don't really have it beat for beat, but I wrote down things I was thinking while watching it and also things that you kind of said along the way.
2: Yeah. I, and I mean, we don't have, again, like I'm always happy when we can get through the plot very quick and just kind of yeah. talk about our feelings about it. Um, but
1: I loved the music. The score mm-hmm. was so, so good. You said that they use Danny Elfman's theme a little bit. It's- so
2: Danny Elfman's theme is in it, but they like, basically it's like some, one went, you know, and I mean to be honest, this is how John Williams wrote Star Wars. As they went, this is a song we want it to sound kind of like this. I think they went, this is our starting point, so it's a lot of the same instrumentation. It's a lot, yeah. Of, but there's can, a lot
1: of choral work in the beginning and the yes. end, which I really like.
2: Now, I didn't really point it out because I kind of a, I just kind of got absorbed in the story. But also, I think it's such a good theme. I will try and find so you can get like all of the cartoons uh, soundtrack. I think. You can get it all on like CD or, or vinyl, mm. but you can also get it on Spotify, and I listen to it every once in a while. And Joker has like the best thing because it's always do 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 yeah, yeah. like it sounds like clowny yes like, like carnival carnival, carnival type. music yeah. yeah and it's I love it, but that's that's completely original to the cartoon. Now, whether or not Shirley can what was you her look name? it
1: up yet? Shirley Walker, she did the score for the movie. I'm curious if she did the score for the series. I would just, for me, I would like to know that. And I feel like listeners might want to know that too. Uh, And then we also want to talk about Bob Kane.
2: Oh, so it starts off and it says Batman created by Bob Kane. And so then I asked, is
1: that the original creator of Batman? Because I don't know a lot of history when it comes to that.
2: It's Bob Kane and Billy Finger, I believe. And and you were were... saying
1: that Bob Kane kind of got the credit, even though it was really both of them. He got the sole
2: credit for a long time, but... uh, Yeah, I think in the last, like, I I mean, it's something that's been happening in comics as because
1: isn't it the same with Marvel too? Didn't they?
2: Steve Ditko has been getting a lot more credit for creating certain characters that I think people have known. Stanley was just like all done by Stanley, and it's like Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko are starting to get their due. Same thing with Billy Finger and the Tim Burton. movie the 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 one with joker the first batman movie batman the, begins no, no no like batman, just batman yes ba- it's batman
1: batman returns
2: um he there's a part where he goes is this what he looks like and it's some guy drawing a sketch of batman mm-hmm. and do you remember it's like a actual bat head on yeah like something? that's drawn by bob kane it says oh. bob kane so that was he okay. was an artist he did this Got stuff it. so he has definitely some some credit to give, but I think, I, I, and I haven't do- dove into this too much, but it was definitely one of those situations where there are, in the history of comics, especially old comics, it was a lot of like, I don't wanna say factory people working, but it's definitely like you churn out stuff and someone gets all the creative
1: Yeah, even though credit. there's a lot of people yeah, yeah, yeah. involved.
2: So we wanna make sure Bill Finger got his due.
1: Bill or? Bill yeah,
2: Finger. Bill. I might've said Billy Finger earlier. I but think you did, yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, BFS. So,
1: Shirley Walker, did she do the score for this series? Well, when
2: you asked me, I started talking about Bill Finger and I completely forgot. Uh, She was one of the few female film score composers working in Hollywood. Very cool. Oh, so she's passed. She passed in 2006. Um,.
1: I really like the score a lot. Yes, until, like, she's
2: a composer for Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, the New Batman Adventures, and Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond very is also cool. a very cool one because it's Batman in the future. Oh, and that's neat. Bruce Wayne like can't be Batman, so he's like the crotchety old man. Mm, it's great.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I loved her score until the credits. Then it was some weird like. Smooth jazz saxophone, oh, yeah. which it did was, not fit well, with the rest of it but at let's, all.
2: Again, we're kind of doing a jump back. This is again ninety-three. Mm. So let's remember some of the like I feel like there's a lot of movies we watch where all of a sudden like Mulan. We that's remember right. like yeah. there's a lot of stuff that like is still doing the that. Credits like, don't necessarily yeah.
1: connect with the rest of it. But mm. so it opens with mobsters and Batman, and that's when you're introduced to the Phantasm. And people are assuming that Batman is kind of wreaking havoc because the phantasm winds up going after one of these mobsters and they have a similar cape and a similar silhouette. Yes. So
2: And Batman is also there, so he like steps on everyone's seat. And everyone, sees, and everyone
1: him. sees him and you realize pretty quickly it's not him because when the mobster gets a good look at him, they're like, Oh, you're not the bat.
2: I always like, one thing I do like about this series is is Batman in general does this. I think the Tim Burton thing in this cartoon does it where all the the mobsters are like 1930s dressed in suits. Yes, and that's what I was saying.
1: It's hard to pinpoint the time period similar to Tim Burton's because there's some futuristic, not futuristic, but like advanced tech, but then it also feels like the characters are 30s and 40s. Well, not even,
2: there's 30s and 40s. There's the fact that they go to like a,
1: they go to like a Tomorrowland or like, not a Tomorrowland, more it's like, like tomorrowland, an Epcot, but it's a
2: World's Fair, which is what Epcot yeah. was supposed to be. Feel like mm-hmm. the World's Fair all the time. They go to that, so that's like I think in the '30s and '40s, but also like this kind of like a little bit past then '50s. I don't know. It's it it is. They do these out of time things, but then like. Batman does advanced forensics when yeah, he's doing things. Yeah, but it things.
1: all seems to fit. Yeah, it's it's just know? like a style. I'd mm-hmm. love if there was
2: a city like this that was just like, yeah. oh, in Chicago, we all wear suits like this. Yeah, but yeah, But yeah. y- there's also something to me where it's like, there's going to be a day when they make a Batman, it's going to be like, it harkens back to a yesteryear, and it's going to be it's like be... Tony Soprano era. Yeah, uh-huh. Like mobsters. 90s, like with yeah. The- <laughs> And we're going to be like, oh, no.
1: So uh, he's kind of following the smoke and the trail of the phantasm to see if he can find it. And then we're introduced to Commissioner Gordon and Harvey Bullock. And we they're very minor characters in this whole storyline. Mm-hmm. But you had mentioned how much you like Harvey Bullock and I'm wish a- he was more in the, seri- like in the cartoons and the movies, that kind of a thing.
2: They do a lot with him about being kind of a morally gray cop that's ultimately on the side of good but is willing to do rough things to like Get support, a caller and, and support, support Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. He doesn't like Batman, so he's not he's not like super vigilant. He does eventually. I think now he's like. Well, and they
1: kind of plant why he doesn't like Batman in one of the flashbacks. <laughs> a little
2: bit, yeah. I mean, kind of. He didn't know that was Batman. It was I guess just,
1: that's true.
2: He's also kind of played in the cartoons a little bit of a doof. Like he's always like in the middle of a sandwich, and they got to go, and it's like come on, and he like reaches back and grabs another yeah. donut. Like he's kind of a doofus, but I, I I just like the character in the comics. He has a really big. Uh, arc where he gets kicked off the force and all that. I remember I was reading Batman comics a bit where he was a PI and it was like, there was a really good comic called Gotham Central that was essentially Law and Order Gotham Mm. where it's just about the cops and like Batman shows up every once in a while. But it's things like there was a sniper that was killing a bunch of people and they thought it was the Joker and the Joker showed up basically just to tell them, no, that's not me. It's not my MO. Mm. Like they found a dead uh, kid dressed up like Robin and so it became this big thing of like is it a Robin and then it was like yeah. is it okay that Batman's doing this and like they had to bring the Teen Titans into like go that's not Robin you know like and they're mm. like well how do we know you know who Robin you know it was this whole big thing yeah it's a great thing but like they did a big thing with Harvey Bullock where he kept showing back up is around the time when he'd been kicked off the force news a PI and it was like half the group was like well we're 100% behind him and the other half wasn't that's another character that was created in the co- in the cartoon. He, she wasn't in this movie, but his partner, Harvey's partner in the cartoon, is Renee Montoya, who in, it was you know is a like lesbian uh, Latina woman, hmm. and like was created specifically for this, and is now all over the comics. She's actually became a superhero eventually. She became the female version of the Question, which is another character I like. Um, Tara, Tara, wake up. Tara, wake up. Wake up. I'm sorry. You, you fall asleep. I'm here.
1: I'm here. I'm here. Uh, so I wrote to that Commissioner Gordon is very handsome yeah, I know. in this. He's just, uh, it's not even silver. Is a white, white-haired fox. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's he's handsome. So we're introduced <laughs> to them, but I'm glad they don't play. I've,
2: I've said this before. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but it makes me glad that you like older men because That's the direction I'm heading. (laughs) Like there's,
1: (laughs) Um, but yeah. So we're introduced to them. It's good to see them, but like they don't play a huge part Mm -hmm. in this, except that Commissioner Gordon is keeps trying to convince everybody it's not the bat. Like he wouldn't kill anybody.
2: There's a councilman Arthur Reeves, played by and I forgot the the actor's name, but he is the Ellis. He played Ellis on Die Hard. So it's it's, actually a perfect Ellis. If you don't remember from Die Hard, is like. Hans, booby, darling, I'm your white knight. Yeah, um, but like as soon as we did that, we're like, oh my god, it's Ellis. That makes perfect sense. So Ellis wants to get Batman. Commissioner Gorner kind of wipes his hand, cleans up, and it, says, "It's not Batman, whatever." And the councilman kind of puts Bullock in charge.
1: Yeah, and so we're then uh, gotta have a big party at Wayne Manor, so mm-hmm. we have that, like, ticks a box, I feel like, in every movie and every yes. uh, version of Batman, and so, you know, he's surrounded by all these women who don't have a lot of substance, and so it's mm-hmm. just, you know, him kind of in this party, and it's he's very focused on that he made this promise to his parents. And I'm assuming the promise is to avenge their death. He never yeah, comes to, out and says that. But fight crime. I think yeah. he's
2: like, no one, I, I don't want anyone else. I mean, I don't think the actual vow is that no one else will die of gun violence in Gotham. But he's like, I'm going to clean this town up.
1: Yeah. And so he makes that promise. And so he, we, our first flashback, he's at the cemetery at his parents' grave. And this is where you said, only Batman could have a meet cute in a cemetery. Well,
2: so like Arthur, like he has a whole thing where a woman throws a drink in his face. And Arthur Reeves is there and he goes... Wasn't there a woman you used to be with, Bruce? What was and her name? Arthur, Andrea? Yes,
1: and we were introduced to Andrea and Arthur. We didn't know who she was, but she had mm-hmm. called Arthur on the phone. So, so we kind so of were introduced to her. And then the flashback, we then get all why the details. That's thinking
2: about her. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. I love it. we just Oh, Batman. yes. Bruce Doesn't Wayne. Matter. But so he she, he meets her. She's talking to her mom at her mom's grave. And he's. it's kind of quirky. And then he um also knowing what we know about the end of the movie, maybe a setup to her mental uh, stability. but <laughs> he starts talking to her, and like they have kind of a thing where she, you know,
1: well, she's very attached to her parents, very close with her parents. so
2: and what is this where we get the scene where Batman goes out and bes bat? yes, he goes out and he's he's being Batman, but he's he's in like the burglar, but that's when all outfit. that stuff happens when when you see a young Harvey Bullock as a as a like a patrolman like trying mm-hmm. to stop it too, but he doesn't. But and then he, his whole thing, Batman's whole thing, which I think is interesting, is he jumps out. He's like, "Everyone, get down on the ground!" And they're all like, "Who are you?" And they're like, "Check out Kung Fu guy!" And he's and like, that's
1: when he realizes no one's afraid of him. Yeah, and he needs some somebody to be afraid of him, um, if he's going to go out and do this work. And so there's there's uh, some moments with him and young Alfred, like kind of working through it. And how do Al- you
2: like the actor who does Alfred? I like him, but his I voice.
1: like Alfred from
2: from Tim Burton yeah yeah. I love that That Alfred so
1: it's hard for me to have a better Alfred I like this guy
2: this guy is a really good but yeah I did like this
1: Alfred so we have scenes like that and then we learn that this relationship it's not part of Bruce Wayne's plan is to fall in love and to be happy and you know he winds up there's a couple flashbacks and so they they come in and out but another flashback he proposes to her he meets her father at one point before he proposes, and this is where we realize his father. Her father may not be on the up and up as far as like who he helps yeah. in Gotham, well, and he's kind of connected to crime in like a roundabout way.
2: This is also where they have kind of like an understated anti-smoking thing in here because there's a the one character in the flashbacks who keeps who keeps smoking, smoking everything and then, and then when you see him in the in the he's present got like he's, age
1: spots on his hands and he's he got, an oxygen constantly tank.
2: got an oxygen tank yeah yeah
1: so so we see that but essentially the storyline from the flashbacks is he does propose and she says yes initially and then goes home and all the mobsters are with her dad and well, then from, she disappears then the she next disappears.
2: day with that a note that
1: to Batman the, saying or with a note to Bruce Wayne
2: the the day the day that Bruce is like there's a really big bat cave down here like, well
1: when he proposes all the bats, bats swarm around because they and were walking afraid. on the cliffs and yeah. she's afraid and then he's looking obviously that's where he makes his bat cave is there so uh, so that's kind of the flashback storyline which is interwoven throughout
2: while that's happening there are multiple mobsters who are getting murdered by the the reaper that and are it, all
1: connected to one another well
2: yeah so the last one smoky smoky i forgot his name so Italian yeah. last name he goes to arthur reeves and he's basically like hinting at like they're killing us all and it's gonna get back about your connection.
1: Yeah, you helping us.
2: And then he goes to the Joker and he's like, I'm gonna give you $5 million to kill the Batman. Mm-hmm. Your hands are, hes they're coming after you next. Your hands are just as dirty as ours. And Joker like gets really upset by that. First of all, I wanna, I wanna hear a little bit more about your thoughts on this Joker. Now I know you've seen him in Joker, Christmas with the Joker, but like.
1: Yeah, I really liked him a lot. Again, it's, Joker is such a, like specific character. He's an
2: iconic legend at this point. Like as many versions of Joker has existed. Now,
1: I will say, I think he's very good. I think if I had to compare him to the versions that existed at this time, which would have been Jack Nicholson and him.
2: Excuse me, Cesar Romero? Oh, yes. I would have. (laughs) With the the grease paint over his mustache?
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I did (laughs) like him. Uh, I would have to say Jack Nicholson out of those three, I Mm. think. But no way. I really like this Joker a lot. I love the laugh. I love he has a very good laugh. I'm always into the Joker laugh to kind of hear people's takes on it. Um, I think it's a good even if you haven't seen the cartoon series, it's a good introduction to Joker because his his hideout is the old like future museum place that we were talking about the world's fair feeling thing and it's all run down and so he's there and there's a lot of bits uh that are really good of him interacting with like the somewhat broken technology
2: this version of joker similar to i think jack nicholson's although i think they do it more in this one of course they've got multiple episodes and storylines exactly yeah but the idea of him being like kind of a, a savant when it comes to like science and technology mm. so but he's also insane so he does stuff like he, he creates these big death traps like he tries to escape near the end in like a rocket pack and stuff like that like do you remember that part like I, I, that was one of the things that i always love about that version of joker including the tim burton version is the i'm going to take over the airwaves and have this stupid commercial but also i'm making this chemi- chemistry that goes yes. into stuff so mm-hmm. it, Kills you with your deodorant and everything. Like That yeah, whole yeah, storyline yeah. is like some of my favorite stuff from that movie. So
1: I did really like the Joker a yeah. lot. Uh, and I was really excited when he came on screen. I have like three exclamation marks in my notes. So <laughs> I did really like him. It's just, for me, I have so much nostalgia. If I'm comparing those two Jokers, right, right, right. I think Heath Ledger's is on a whole nother level. Oh, uh, I, th-
2: I think he did something so different when new with the such character. Such a new take on it and that, a brilliant take that on I it. I think, like, you talk about Joaquin Phoenix's, you talk about... Jared Leto's like they're all like offshoots of that. Whereas I feel like Nicholson and Hamill were doing kind of twists on their own version from Romero, which was kind of the the, the setup like that version of Joker Mm -hmm. or maybe even Romero was just going straight from the comics. But I think you can draw a straight line like. Heath to those Ledger's three. choices are: I'm going to subvert the tropes that were created by these performances. So you can't have Heath Ledger without without those. those. Yeah, but I think at the same time he does something new and different. And then you have just like the other offshoots. Joaquin, after that. I liked. I Jared Leto can. Oh, we're not this. We don't have time. Yeah. Um. But like, I think they like. Hamels is such a good take on it because remember, well, I think I told a different,
1: you it is a different take as far as like the voice work. Like you said, right. I think the voice work is
2: well. Excellent. One of his big, um, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Influences for this character was. Uh, the Invisible Man from oh. the, the one we watched at yeah. Halloween mm-hmm. where he's like him going crazy. Like you go back and you watch it when he's taking his yes. stings off. He, he's doing that laugh where he's like, he's yeah, he's like Claude Rains, I think is that actor's name. And he's, he mentioned him. He said, oh, yeah, that's one of my influences for the laugh. And for Well, this. and
1: what I love, too, is so many people know Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker and you'd never... You can hear it a little bit if you know what you're listening for. Yes. But you would never, I think there are a lot of people out there who would just hear that voice and not know that it's him. And I think there's something cool about that, that Mm -hmm. he was able to reinvent himself because I think he was always for so long seen as Luke Skywalker because he looked like Luke Skywalker, right? So to cast him in other roles, if you were to cast him in a live action version of Joker, I don't know that it would have been as successful.
2: Interestingly enough, so there was a Flash uh, live and not, action and, show.
1: And let me say not because I don't think he could do it, but because I think people would see him as Luke well, Skywalker. I, I th- do you know what I'm yes, saying? Yes,
2: partly, but also I think in order to go to the physicality it took to do this voice role would look so ridiculous on
1: Yes, screen. that's true too. But,
2: but So he was actually uh, the trickster in a live action uh, Flash TV show where he felt very similar to kind of doing this character. Like mm-hmm. he had kind of wild hair and like a weird outfit. And it's funny because when they redid The Flash, they brought him back as an older version of the trickster. When he was the trickster was on the Justice League cartoon they had, they designed him to look like Mark Hamill's trickster in The Flash. Mm. They had Mark Hamill... Uh, do the voice because Mark Hamill does other voices in the in the DC animated universe. He does Solomon Grundy and a couple other ones. They all sound very different, mm-hmm. but I think the the Trickster is the one that most just sounds like Mark Hamill walking into a booth and doing whatever. Yeah. And the Trickster the, the the Trickster is like a very watered down Joker. It's the Flash's Got version. It. He's like does pranks and has like exploding rubber chickens and dumb stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, but
1: yeah. So that's that's kind of my take on mm-hmm. it. But yes, I did really enjoy it and. We were talking that so the big twist, so here's the big spoiler. So if Well
2: there's another spoiler before it. The thing about the Joker.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we're gonna share both big spoilers. Yes. So if you haven't watched it and you wanna be spoiler free, like I was, I didn't see either one of these coming and the second spoiler I was very surprised in. The first one I, I they kind of lead they lead you to both of them.
2: I love how they but, reveal the first one though, but yeah. I will say it's on HBO Max. Check it out. And stop the podcast now. Now. Okay, so- um, But you
1: gave them no time at all. Okay, (laughs) now.
2: So uh, the Joker, there's a character they keep showing when every time they show all the the mobsters in the past. And when Andrea, no, Andrea. Andrea, and then it's revealed that that's specifically the one who kills her father because they, they lead you to believe that her father is the Reaper. Yes. Bruce Wayne is looking at a picture of all the things, and he sees the guy in the background. And he takes like a red pencil and draws like and a draws smile, like a on big him. teethy smile. Yeah, and that's when you go, "Oh my god, it's the Joker." So I, I guess I, I, maybe I think I said earlier that Jack Napier was the Joker. On maybe that was Jack Napier. Maybe they just this is what I remember of like the Joker because in the comics, like you never really find out what the Joker did before. He was a
1: yeah, Joker. so he was involved with this group of mobsters and then, yeah. And so one of he,
2: he thinks the phantasm's gonna specifically come after him, too.
1: Mm-hmm. So he's also doing his detective work to yes. try to figure out who it is. And what you said you liked is you liked that Joker kind of figured it out before Batman did. I
2: mean, he had the whole story. It was yeah, like the yeah, Joker Batman to, didn't have all the Batman pieces. Batman had to figure out what the story was mm-hmm. and then the identity. So it turns out it's Andrea has... has is, Enacting revenge for their and killing I did her not
1: see that coming until they show you the flashback where Joker shows up and she's like you paid him his money and she walks in and screams because it's clear that they yes. killed her father.
2: One of the things that's very cool is the voice of the phantasm when she's wearing the mask is Stacy Keach and also the voice of her father in the flashbacks is Stacy Keach. Yeah, now I don't think they sound the same, but like if you could pick that up that's a connection that's kind of a red herring which is interesting yeah well
1: and it doesn't sound like a woman so yes. you don't like initially think it's going to be her but
2: you go back and you learn these things like y- you look at it and you go like well she has martial arts training there's that meat cute thing where she shows that she can flip yeah, uh, that Bruce she, Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. there's a lot of things that lead up to it, which would be fun on a rewatch, which I'm sure was interesting yeah, for yeah, you, because yeah. you se-
2: knew. I've seen it once a while ago, I think on, <laughs> we rented it from Blockbuster. Yeah, but and the, then i seen, so it's been a while, so I was like picking up stuff, because I forgot the Joker was part of it, I mm-hmm. forgot. You
1: forgot, all, you said you didn't realize how much backstory we learned yeah, about. Yeah, I
2: forgot, I, I couldn't remember if like, because I'm sure I remembered stuff and went that was in an episode of the cartoon.
1: yeah. So uh, I also liked, I think this happened before this part, when um, the councilman, when Joker basically makes him go mad. I thought that version (laughs) of the councilman in the hospital when they're trying to treat him and he's like just crazily laughing was very good.
2: Batman comes in and he goes, oh no. Yeah, it's so good. It's really good. (laughs) It's a really good performance. Yeah,
1: so um, they're trying to arrest Batman at this point because they think... You know, every the cops and everybody still thinks it's Batman who's mm-hmm. causing all of this havoc. and then um, Andrea saves him. and so at this point,
2: oh, okay, so yeah, that so is, they, before, this the is before the reveal. yeah. this is when she tells him it's her dad. And so that's when you think it's her dad. Yeah, he's she leads after. you
1: down that path, yeah. and then she after finds they out he's get
2: together. <laughs> she
1: finds out he's Batman too, because as Batman, he's at the grave, and she's at her mother's grave. Well,
2: I said, I'm like, do you think someone would see Batman at just like staring at the Wayne grave and be like, why is Batman staring at the Bruce at the Wayne Thomas and Martha Wayne? Yeah, and then that's what happens. She's and then in... that's what happens. So yeah. she
1: figures that out, and then he figures out
2: mm-hmm. later
1: on. You know, we kind of went a little bit uh
2: out of order backwards
1: out of order in that
2: i will say there's that really cool scene where the police are after him and they've kind of got him trapped in the building and he grapples his cape on a sawhorse and the police yes who all have semi-automatic weapons which i remember a time when like that was kind of like well this isn't how it works and it's like yeah. no now but those guys look like the anti-batman squad looks very strange yes they have weird outfits and it's also like Tommy guns they have. So it's like, again, 1930s. That's stylized, looking. yeah.
1: So we go back to Joker's lair, basically, is where the three of them are. And she's go- going after Joker. But before she goes after Joker, Joker and Batman have this Godzilla-style fight in like fake Gotham City that's wait, wait, like wait. a model.
2: We're kind of jumping a little ahead because I want to point out the one scene that I really enjoyed. Is So there she she's fighting phantasm slash andrea in the house and the whole time there's been this uh there's this whole running gag of it's like house of the future and there's like a robot housewife cutting and he keeps like acting like she's his actual wife and she being made like,
1: meatloaf for him and he had yes, that for lunch but he and... also
2: does that when no one else is around so it's yeah. just something he does like there's a part where he's like ooh, you feeling a little frisky tonight? And like, like making a joke about like, the, and then Shows was like, oh, always when you get in the mood, some stranger comes along. Yeah. But then, so, so when he's doing that, he's having her slice, like I'm assuming he's stolen, a big thing of baloney. Mm. And so later, like, Phantasm has him like on the ropes on the table, and he's reaching. There's like three butcher knives, and then he grabs the big loaf of bologna yeah. and hits her with it. Which is to me is such a good Joker moment.
1: It's good. It also like just leans into his kind of
2: yes insanity, insanity. of that character. He's yeah, so, like it, it's almost like a. M- malicious version of the Roger Rabbit, like, well, I have to go for the baloney because that's funnier. Yeah, like, uh-huh. uh, but she he gets her in a death trap, Batman saves her, and she kind of, like, fades away and is like, I'm gonna kill him, and Batman. So Batman goes after Joker. Then they're in, like, a Gotham City, like a Godzilla She fight. She
1: eventually takes Joker. She what? does eventually. Yeah. But she
2: kind of disappears for a little bit, which is a little weird. Yeah. And then we have a big Batman versus Joker fight where he... Sets off a bomb, a five minute timer for a bomb that's gonna blow up all the explosives under the like Gotham's World Fair. Mm-hmm. Tries to take off in a uh, rocket pack and then Batman pulls him back down to the ground. And that's when the phantasm, when Andrea shows back up and is like basically grabs the Joker as everything's and blowing up. And, the, and she keeps doing this bit where she, yeah, she has- The smoke. The smoke that makes her disappear. And then Batman is kind of like, I, I lost her. I can't believe it. Like back at his back at the back cave with Alfred. And then it's revealed that she like left him her pendant. So she, he knows she's alive. And then she's on a boat, a cruise ship out to sea and she's like i'm all alone and then it's sad batman and then credits yeah and i'm kind of like well what happened to joker because joker comes back in the show and that was like,
1: my thing too it was like yeah what ha- what happened between her and joker i thought it was a weird way it was like oh well we have to tie this up quickly because we are we've gone over an hour so this is the end yeah, like the end of. felt like I, it went quick
2: yeah it was just i mean they do stuff in the show where like there's a lot of Joker episodes that ends with, did the Joker die? And of course you're like, of course the Joker didn't die. Yeah, But it's like, you, know, like, you don't know one, what happens. But this one,
1: because that was her goal, was to get rid of everyone who who harmed her family, specifically her mm-hmm. father. It is weird that we don't know, did he get We don't see the Joker in not? jail. We don't yeah. see her
2: really go, why didn't she kill him? I mean, the assumption is Bruce got to her, but I, I, I don't know, it was a little... The ending was a little kind of convenient, and I'm wondering, I don't know if that character comes back in the show.
1: Convenient and a little bit of a letdown, honestly.
2: Like I said, I'm watching through the show now, so I'll let everybody know if we get, I mean, I want to watch like all of them, like Superman and stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm, I was going to say I'm known for, but like, I'm not the biggest Superman fan, but boy, Mm -hmm. did I like the cartoon. The cartoon was a lot of fun, so they get dove into his psyche to where, like when you only have like a certain amount of time to talk about Superman, to me, it's either, you're taking him to dark places quickly to subvert the, the tropes that are Superman, or you just don't you, he's just like, you know, you know, which worked I think for the first Superman, the like I'm one hundred percent good, I'm Christopher Reeves, I'm just a great guy, but then that's not interesting to me compared mm-hmm. to Batman. Like you see a yeah. little darkness, you see a little gray, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, but that's pretty much the movie. Yeah. So. Are you
2: ready for the questions? Sure. I've been uh really excited to uh say this. Uh, Ever since we started this, because I thought I realized uh, this is a sentence I'm going to have to say, Uh, how was the princess? And the princess is Batman. Yes. And that's So how did you feel about this Batman?
1: I enjoyed this Batman. I also really liked his eyes were very expressive. And a lot of times it was very dark and it was just like the white of his eyes. And I liked the way they did that quite a bit. It was
2: nothing else moved. Like I feel like his whole face was a background plate. Mm-hmm. And his eyes were the only animated thing that looked really cool. yeah, so that I, was what happens when He him. puts on the the mask for the first time and like scares Alfred, which yes. I was a neat thing. Um, how was the prince the prince who was I guess Andre this is gonna be a weird one because Andrea is also the, the villain. villain.
1: yeah. I liked her a lot too. I thought, you know, she seemed like she was very independent. She seemed like she wasn't expecting to fall in love either Mm -hmm. and that it caught them both by surprise and that you know she worked for her dad but seemed like she was doing her own thing and i i enjoyed her character i i liked her journey because i like that the twist is she's the villain i i did not see that coming and was really excited when i put that together
2: i think you would really like her version of lois lane like Mm. the lois lane the cartoon is really good because she's not i mean she's a damsel in that she is a normal human being often caught up by superman's villains yeah but she's not like helpless superman. like she's mm-hmm. she's she's whip smart like there's when i see a lot of her is i watch the justice league stuff more than i watch a superman cartoon um and she's you know nosy superman she's married mm-hmm. to him and that yeah. she's still like really interesting character, a really interesting character voiced by dana delaney again is mm-hmm. what i'm saying so i think yeah. you'd like her version um how are the sidekicks and henchmen
1: well what did you think about her and about that Batman.
2: I, I, I liked her. I, I think she really does a better job as Lois Lane. And again, but it's that not came just after, this. after this Yeah. So, so that's was part like, of it too. Was, I think they went, I think that, you know, I have a big crush on Dana Delaney in mm. general, but like she, I think they, they realized what they had, with what her. they had with her. Yeah. And were like, I think it made, they made a smart choice of like, well now let's give her not only a long, a character with longevity, but like, you know who's Batman's Lois Lane? Batman doesn't have a Lois exactly, Lane, like yeah. like, but like Lois Lane is like you think of Superman. Lois Lane is probably one of the first three people you think of next. Yes, it's like Lex Luthor, Lois mm-hmm, Lane. Mm-hmm. Um. So how were the 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 sidekicks and henchmen? I don't think they really were. I mean, it was the I mean, mobsters, Alfred. I guess we both. I said I like. I I think I like Alfred more than you do. I I've seen more of this Alfred.
1: I like this Alfred. He had a couple funny. Quips, which I enjoyed, but <laughs> he kept I kept trying
2: to serve them drinks when they were making out. Yeah, when they were like just like, oh, about to embrace. Excuse me, sir.
1: But I just I love that other Alfred so. Yeah, very you've much. seen more of mm-hmm. him. So. Yeah.
2: Um. Your mu- favorite musical number? I mean, you liked, the, We talked a lot about the score. The
1: score itself, I thought was very I mean, good.
2: Part of the thing I think that people really liked about this when it came out was it. You know, it was a, it was Batman. You know, we didn't have a, a ton of comic book movies like we do now. Um, He was, you know, it was, you get cartoons, so I think he's doing things, like, when he's fighting the Joker and the Joker's just, like, jumps on a, like, a uh, electric train and, like, rides it like a skateboard. That's yeah. something you couldn't do in the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all these things you can do, but I, I, I think they do a good thing of, like, it's a cartoon, but that they keep them very, like, human-like proportions. They're yeah. not stretching and squishing, like, Looney Tunes or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, and they didn't have a musical number. They like it's 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 it's, it's what I'm saying is I think people liked it because it w- it was an animated movie that wasn't very, was very not Disney. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, did it hold up? Uh, there's not a lot of female characters other than Andrea.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of smoking and and guns and and yes, violence and lot, things like that. I mean, they
2: don't have a problem with shooting guns in this universe. They don't have a problem with smoking. I will. There's say, some like, blood too. There's some so blood. Just something to warn both Ink.
1: Batman and uh, Joker.
2: I mean, I think the the female character agency is a problem because it is like every other woman in this is just an idiot around Bruce. Like, around oh, Bruce. Bruce, yes, yeah. Um so it's like you're either an idiot or you're the one woman. Like it's mm-hmm. like okay. So yeah. there's a little bit of that. But but it's, again, having her have like a revenge story that kind of made it more interesting, it in interesting too. Place. Speaking of a revenge story, I am super excited because I I think there are two villains in this episode. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's the phantasm which we will rate primarily as the phantasm but I think knowing that it's Andrea and putting some of that in there. Okay, and um, then the Joker. And then the Joker. Mm-hmm. I am excited that the Joker, because I started thinking about how I would rate the Joker, and I gotta be honest, I think the Joker's gonna be pretty far up our list mm. um, as a villain. So, it's interesting though, because I do think this is a list that was created to rank people as Disney villains. Yes. So it should be interesting to see how the Joker rates as a Disney villain. So let's do the Phantasm first, and I would say Frightening. Yeah. I would say frightening, frightening is our first. How would you rank it for Frightening or her?
1: I thought a three. I think for the characters, it's more. For the characters, yes. I think it's like a four or five because they think it's Batman, then they realize right before they're about to die it's not Batman, right. and it's very like... The v- very ominous like Batman, very like larger than life, bigger than the rest of the characters, you know, very mysterious. But I think for me as a viewer, I put it at a three just because there is a lot of mystery behind it, which is kind of scary. I agree. But
2: I think the other stuff you're talking about is going to play more into the phantasms design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I think we'll see like funny one. Yeah, one. I not mean, funny. Our, let's rank it as the phantasm. And not as Andrea, because I think Andrea was funny.
1: Yeah, I think we have to rank it as how she is when she turns Mm -hmm. into that.
2: Fierce, I mean, he's got some cape drama.
1: Yeah, I think the whole way she shows up and disappears and smoke is pretty great. Uh,
2: Apparently based a little bit off of Mysterio, like that was one of the stuff we talked about.
1: So I'm gonna give her, I wanna give her a four, but I should probably give her a three.
2: You can give her whatever you want. I'm gonna give her a four. Okay, I'm gonna give her a three.
1: Uh, because I do think there was a lot of like, she had a lot of swagger.
2: Let's talk real quick about effectiveness. She kills three of them. She yeah. could have killed the Joker and then at the last second decided not to. Mm-hmm. She's a four or five for me.
1: I would agree with that.
2: Now, what do you think? Do you think we give her a five?
1: I think the way I rank people, I give her a five because she did the majority of what she set out to do.
2: I agree. I think I'm going to give her a five on effectiveness. Um, design. I thought she had a great design. I'm going to put her design cool. at a five, too. At a five? Okay. Well, I'll
1: put it at a four. I'll put it at a four. But I really liked it a lot. I liked the similarities to Batman, but I also thought that's cold as ice. Like, he was once your fiancé, and you designed on purpose so people would think it was Batman. Oh, man.
2: man. Yeah, like they don't really. I mean, other than just giving it the Grim Reaper fill, that'd be the other reason she did it. But
1: no, like she didn't know it was her boyfriend at the time. I guess she didn't know who Batman was. That's true. So not cold as still cold, but not cold as ice because she didn't know it was Bruce Wayne.
2: To me, there are three reasons she did that. One, the the same thing as Bruce is like they need to be afraid. Yeah. Two, let's make it look like a man so it draws him off the scent. Well, because yeah. They talk about how she's like did it to prepare people to go, it was my dad, to like throw it yeah. at their dad. And then three is to look so like, it like in Gotham City. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Um, okay. Uh go so you did a five for a design? Four. I changed it okay. to a four. Go away heat. I she didn't have any go away heat for me. Same. Yes factor. Now I'm gonna give her I got a, a two or a three.
1: I'm going to give her a three because when I realized she was the villain, I was very excited. (laughs) So I think I had that yes factor moment of being like, oh my gosh, I did not see this coming. I really liked that.
2: This might be kind of crazy because she got a 20.5, which puts her between Percival C. McLeach and uh, Clayton. So she's below Clayton, but above Percival C. McLeach. This is going to be funny once we have like a huge bunch of non-Disney villains. Yes, having the mix. Like I think in. we'll have a major one, but we'll also look at it in terms of like, like we'll probably the Pixar one might restart. But anyway, so there's a phantasm. So now, ladies and gentlemen, here's the one I'm excited about, and that is the Joker. Frightening. What's your frightening for the I Joker? Think, I think the Joker gets a four. I was one of the things I think about watching this is the Joker like grabbing the guy like because when the guy's like I'm here to pay you the whole time we're like oh the Joker's gonna kill this guy which he does in my favorite scene the like Mm -hmm. and soon there's a new name in Gotham and there's a new face in Gotham and soon their name will be all over town to say nothing of their legs heads spleen (laughs) like and then it blows up I love it so much but like he like one of the things I like about Mark Hamill that I don't think Jack Nicholson does as well, is he makes the character so scary while being a goofball. Yeah. Like, he's got that hair trigger. That's amazing. So, he got a four from me. Hello?
1: I, I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, I'm between a three and a four. I'd like to give a three and a half, but you I think I'm going to give a four.
2: Alright, two fours. Funny. I think he gets he's another four me. very funny. Yeah,
1: I give him a four for funny. He's, he's funny.
2: Like, I would say in the I show... I didn't laugh I out
1: loud a ton, but like he has a lot of funny moments. Yes. The scene yeah. where he's
2: got the, the building head on. Yes. And he's hiding as a building. You just yeah. see the building move. Well, in the and background. the whole
1: bit with that robot woman,
2: the bit with the robot woman, Yeah, him being the baloney bit really got me. So he's got a yeah. four fierce. I mean, the Joker has got some great outfits. He's got flamboyance and style. I think it's another four he, for He's me.
1: very confident in the way he carries himself, and that's how I look at this category, is like that confidence, that mm. swagger, that like he knows who he is, and he leans into it. And I think this Joker really leans into it, so I'm going to give him a four.
2: Okay. Effective. So... I mean, part of the thing about the Joker is he's a good Batman villain, but what makes a good Batman villain is their inability to do anything about Batman. That's also not necessarily his plan in this movie.
1: His plan, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he was just hanging out doing his own thing. He was brought (laughs) into this, right? He was
2: wronged. He was just hanging around.
1: I'm just saying he was brought in. Yeah, he was just minding his own business. And then like his pal from his past life was like, hey, this is going on. So I mean, I guess his I his, guess his goal was not
2: to be captured by the phantasm and possibly to kill the phantasm and Batman, none of which he did.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I think he gets a one.
2: <laughs> I think he gets a one on effectiveness um, design. I give the Joker a 5 on design. Mostly of it comes from the fact that the Joker at this point is such a prime evil look and if you deviate it from it too much, Jared Leto, it's like what am I looking at? And this is just they managed to make it look you look at it and you go I know this is taking, taking from the Tim Burton's version Of of Batman when he has the long hat that Jack Nicholson wears, but he looks like his own thing, the long nose. Like also Does it
1: look like what he looks like in the comics? Or does he I mean he's got a bunch of different looks in the comics?
2: There was one where he literally shaved his own face on and like stapled it back to his head. So there's some terrible stuff in the comics. The comics when I hate the comics when they try and be like just out dark themselves. Yeah. Anyway. He's the Joker's a five for me, in this one and in general. So you don't have to go with it; you can go with it whatever you want.
1: Um, I'm gonna do a four because okay. I th- I think you can't have this Joker without Tim Burton's Joker. Yeah. So I feel like I don't I want to reserve the five for Tim Burton's Joker, which we'll never do. But what I'm saying is, I think that's, that's the one that deserves the five because that paved the way for this.
2: Um, go away heat. The Joker has one go away heat with me. Like in this movie, I feel like in other stuff I've seen with the Joker, he could easily have some. Yeah. Depending heat, on this, who he
1: hurts and harms and yes. things like that. But in this, the only people he harms are people that kind of have it coming. So well, oh, and he
2: tries to harm the phantasm and Batman. Well, but
1: yeah. yeah, but, but isn't successful. He mm. does harm the councilman, but the councilman kind of has it coming a little bit. So, so
2: you give him a oh one Is that what you gave him? Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to give him a five for yes factor because I love Mark Hamill's version of the Joker. I was excited to see it. I He's my, possibly my favorite Joker.
1: I'm going to again give it a four. I love the Joker in general. Anytime there's something Joker like I'm here for it and I want to check it out and I want to see it because Joker is probably, like I said, one of my most famous one of my most favorite Batman villains. But it wasn't a five because I still think I like Jack Nicholson better.
2: He is a twenty-three. Is it just a twenty-three? Twenty-three even, which means I believe he is tied with Oogie Boogie. Ooh, that's
1: <laughs> such a good one to be tied with, actually.
2: Kind of they have a the same like jovial spirit. Yeah. I I mean, and again, we're looking at the Joker in this movie. And not necessarily the Joker. In the series. I mean, the Joker's a primeval force at this point. Like, yeah. there's one Oogie Boogie. The Joker has is like saying, like, the devil at this point.
1: There's Well, there's so many different interpretations of him now.
2: Now, let me ask you this. Uh, it's our final thing. And there are only two options for this.
1: Oh, it would go on a shelf.
2: You put this on the shelf? Yeah. I think I would too. Now, I don't think it's one that I'm going to get on Amazon and order right away, like I did the Iron Giant.
1: No. I'm I-
2: fine with keeping it on hbo max until maybe Mm -hmm. there's a day when we're like oh it's hard to find on streaming anymore but i liked it a lot yeah Yeah, same well cool i i i'm glad you i'm i'm the happiest thing i you know i hope you at home enjoy listening to this episode but to me i'm just excited that you watch this i feel like there's were you
1: worried i wasn't gonna like it
2: I kind of, it was, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm on uh, Tinder hooks ever since the Puss in Boots uh, issue, <laughs> which, which we'll go we'll into go more into... detail when we get yes. to the
1: episode that replaced that movie. Puss in
2: Boots. But yes, like now I'm like, oh God, I hope she likes this. I hope, I hope it keeps you entertained. Yeah. Um, You've also weirdly been yawning this whole thing. I don't know if you're just tired. I know. What's I'm very on?
1: tired. I don't know what's going on. I so I, uh, I well, tried to cut out all the yawns. So hopefully I didn't yawn on the Like, no, listeners I don't won't think so. I,
2: I couldn't hear it you know even you're gonna do it right now um no rest of the day we can just relax do whatever we're done but you guys uh we you do
1: the same listeners whatever you're up to make sure you take care of yourself take a little
2: time take a little snooze Mm -hmm. take some time for yourself and we will be back in august with princess and the frog back to our regular our our pseudo regularly scheduled, scheduled programming yes so we're working on that right now um and uh,
1: Spoiler alert, it's a good episode. It's We've a good already episode. recorded it's it. It's a good episode, <laughs> everyone,
2: but uh, until next time, SWEAR
0: TO ME! No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Oh,
1: gosh, <laughs> I didn't like that. No, thank you. No, thank you. Somebody
0: cut that out. Uh,
1: up to you. We can listen to it and see what you think.
0: Harvey Dent, can we trust him?
1: <laughs> All right, take care, listeners. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diary.
0: If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com.
1: Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is, too, at trpdiaries.
0: Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries.
1: Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more.
0: Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks
1: again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after.